Right now, you're listening to the Azeem Digital Asks All-Round Digital Marketing Podcast, the podcast that covers traditional and non-traditional marketing topics with brilliant guests and brilliant insights. Stay tuned for another great episode. Hello and welcome back to the Azeem Digital Asks podcast. Brilliant episode I've got for you today. An absolutely brilliant guest. Someone who is probably right up there at the top of my list of people who I would love to bump into a conference and just pick their brains. They're absolutely awesome, Amanda Milligan. We're talking all about how to build authority in digital marketing. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here. And honestly, every time we chat, it's just a delight. So thank you. Oh, that's my day. Thank you so much. You are an absolute legend. For those who shamefully do not know who you are and what awesome person you are, would you love to give a little intro to yourself? Sure, yeah. Um, I'm the head of marketing at Stacker. And Stacker is a newswire, essentially. It's like digital journalism uh, newswire. So when you think of the AP for breaking news or Reuters for financial news, it's that for digital journalism, which is really cool. Or data journalism. I don't know why I said there's digital journalism. (laughs) Data journalism, Uh, which was awesome when I discovered what they do because I had no idea this model existed. And my background has been in a lot of data journalism. When I was back at Fractal and other marketing stuff that I've done, a lot of content marketing, digital PR work, So uh, they have started about a year ago. They work with brands now and brands will underwrite content and get the benefit of authority, as we'll talk about today, in addition to canonicals and backlinks and all that fun stuff. So a lot of what I've done is in the authority realm through content. I've been in this industry for about a decade and I love talking about it. So hopefully we can keep me to the 20 minute time slot. (laughs) Awesome. Right. So. As I mentioned, the episode is all about how to build authority in digital marketing. And I think the best place to start really is uh, how would you define authority? Sure. I mean, in the most fundamental way, I just think of it as knowing what you're talking about and coming across that way. So literally demonstrating your expertise in a topic, right? That's what it comes down to. And I think we'll we'll talk a little bit about this more. I won't dive into it now, but I think a mistake a lot of people make is there's most companies have so much expertise internally and they're not doing everything they can to showcase that through marketing. It's just, they have it, but they're not harnessing it in any way. People don't realize and they try in sales to overcompensate for it, but there's so much you can do in marketing to, to tell that story and show that there are people here who know what they're doing and they know how to fix your problems. We're just uh, not explaining it very well. <laughs> Love that. I also love the fact that you're such an excellent marketer that in that answer there, you've already given a hook for people to carry on listening to the rest of the show. (laughs) So fantastic. So let's move on. What do you think makes a brand authoritative? What makes a brand authoritative for you? Sure. I think there's a lot of answers to this question. And that's kind of the fun of the marketing side, because there's so many different ways that you can demonstrate authority. Um, For example, Perhaps the founder or somebody else at the organization is very public facing and they share a lot about their perspective. We see this in the marketing industry all the time, right? Like, I mean, brand is the reason why a lot of people trusted Moz in the first place, but there's so many agencies or so many companies where people really respect the founders or the head of marketing or whatever it is. 
so that's a way to be authoritative is doing it through your people, the people who know what they're talking about, getting them front and center and allowing them to kind of communicate out to the public. Um, or so that could, that's like one way your brand can look authoritative. Another way is to create your on-site content in a way that it's solving people's problems. I mean, this is kind of on-site content 101, answering questions, the keyword research that helps you decide what people need help with. But if somebody's turning to you, if they have a question or a problem or even a curiosity and they're landing on your page and thinking that answers my question, this site, this brand, this person understands what I was going for and they had the answer. That's a way to build authority and show that you know what you're talking about. Or even just when you create content like that, ranking for it, because then you're getting the signal that other people have found this useful and Google agrees that this is probably the best resource for what I'm looking for. So that's a lot of reason why, obviously, organic traffic is the reason why people want to rank, but it's also an authority signal. And I think people overlook that a lot. Just seeing that brand name at the top of the SERPs says something pretty huge. And then there's, you know, the stuff, the the industry section that I've worked in a lot, which is like the PR, the media side, like brands want to be mentioned by authoritative sources. And this is where it's good to think, okay, I can build my own authority, but I can also associate and be trusted by other authorities. And that helps amplify my own. So if you're getting mentioned in the news, that means that those respected publications are trusting what you have to say. Or you do something co-branded with a, another brand that people really trust or get another an influencer. You know, so many different ways to get at demonstrating your authority. But it's important to make sure you're tackling it from a few different ways just to increase the chances that people can access this. You might not be reaching a wide enough audience with these demonstrations of your authority. There's so much to unpack there, but a lot of it you mentioned was about building and growing your authorities. And naturally, that's where I'm going to sort of go on to. What value is there in brands that are seeking to build or grow their authority? Sure. So there's two perspectives for this. There's the perspective of the users or the the potential clients and customers, right? If you were to give them two brands to choose from and they hadn't heard of one and the other one, they were like, oh, I know that founder. I've seen their stuff or oh, I've read their blog and I trust what they have to say and it's helped me. Authority is not tangible in a lot of ways, but it it will definitely make an impact on decision-making. And that's why content marketers always struggle with this. It's, It's being able to measure the impact of certain things, awareness, authority being two of the major components that is really hard to explain the full impact of. But authority is certainly one of those things that just permeates into every single thing that you do in marketing, in sales, pretty much in every stage, even when you're already engaging with somebody. So you think about it from that perspective. Uh, But there's also the more SEO focused Google perspective of authority. We know EAT and whether, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole debate of whether that's a ranking signal or not, but just authority does matter regardless of exactly how Google's implementing it. Obviously, if Google's trying to rank what's going to be the best answer to something, if they have two articles that are not exactly the same, but just as valuable as each other, like, oh, these are both good. Let's go with the one where we already know this site has proven that they're authoritative. It's just a better bet, right? So Google determines authority and, you know, whether it's just the content itself, but also links. And that's why that comes up a lot, because you're trying to prove, no, it's not just us saying that we're good. Other people are confirming that we know what we're saying and that we can be trusted. 
So I think you come at it from both of those perspectives. That's how a lot of search is. It's not just the search engines. It's also the user experience. And authority can influence so many things from both sides of that coin. Again, oh, I've got so many more questions to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to have to get you back and just do a whole other episode. This is honestly really, really fascinating. Thank you for sharing this. Things that are just ticking through in my head now, like I need to write them down for sure. <laughs> so there's a lot of there about building and growing authority, like you mentioned, both from a user's point of view, but also, for example, from a search engine's point of view as well. One of the things I'd love to to cover off and learn from you is trying to avoid like, the most common pitfalls or what do you think the most common mistakes that people make when they're going through this process? Yeah, so I kind of alluded to this a little earlier where people aren't really doing a good enough job reaching a wide enough audience with this authoritative information. And I think a good way to think about it is applying authority to every aspect of the marketing funnel. So I think where a lot of people start and this makes total sense and they should is the bottom of the funnel. So like, okay, let's make sure we have case studies and testimonials and explanations of our product or service or whatever it is. Like you definitely want to have all of that foundation set up and make sure that you can tell that authoritative story when someone's ready to buy, obviously. But I think a lot of people stop there. And I think that's a shame because you're working harder and harder and harder in your other marketing tactics to get people to that point where now they trust you, get them trusting you way sooner and the process gets much easier, right? So literally, if you sit there and you map out, okay, how are all the ways we're building authority and are they all at the bottom of the funnel? Is there other stuff we can be doing? So top of the funnel is where you get into maybe those more tangential, and this is what I talk about all the time, tangential content. So stuff that's not directly tied to your brand offering. So it's not directly about your product or your service, but it's about something that is still relevant to your target audience and perhaps even a wider audience so that other people, it'll you know rank for higher volume terms. It'll be covered in the media because a wider audience cares. Whatever it is, you're reaching a wider audience. You're building other authority signals that'll help get people into the funnel to then understand exactly how authoritative you are in your niche. But Overlooking that, I think, is something that's very commonly done. And people are afraid to deviate too much from their core branding. And I understand that. It's not always intuitive to be like, let's spend money to talk about something that's not going to convert immediately or lead to sales. But when you build that authority up top, the the sale, like everything else is so much, so much faster. If someone's like, I've been reading your stuff for a year, that is a much easier conversion to get than somebody who's just heard about you for the first time and they're reading a case study and they're like yeah I think this is cool but I don't know right I don't I don't have a foundation in in trusting this brand I love this and that's made me think of a question but I'm going to come to it later on and I definitely won't forget it because it's something I'd love to learn from you really really insightful I can't believe 11 minutes and this is just like solid gold you're making a case for me to make my future podcast shorter and shorter because this is too good (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about separating yourself from the competition so how do brands with more authority stand out from those who don't yeah so i think that and i don't know if this even exactly answers your question but i think that a lot of companies have to have sort of like a (laughs) Uh, a moment of self-reflection of 
how they actually are different from their competitors and what their unique expertise is in. And that's more of a branding exercise, really. I mean, you have to know the answer to this in order to do the rest of it right. And as a marketer, it will be a little bit of wrangling maybe with partners or leadership or whomever it is to pick their brains and be like, what actually makes us different? Even outside of just the product or service, like what about us and our internal company knowledge is going to be really useful to people? What do we uniquely know? And people who are able to harness that really well and it's relevant to what they're offering, that stands out because they're showing that it's different, like their particular perspective is different from everything else in the same industry, right? If you're too generic, if you're publishing the same stuff everyone else is publishing because you're trying to rank for the same things, but you're not doing anything particularly interesting, it's it's harder to build authority that way anyway. You have more competition. You know, this aligns with like the arguments for long tail keywords, like even though they're not as high volume, but at least you're different and you're honing in on the people who really care. Um, but I think that that's fundamentally what you have to do because those companies that excel at it do get a lot, like all the attention. They're the ones who people understand. Not only do they trust what they're saying over time, but they get the brand. It's just, it's like the branding's packed into this whole effort. Uh, and that's why there's so much benefit, really. Like authority is not just a marketing play. It's a branding thing. It, it, like I mentioned, sales already. It can affect so many aspects of a business, but it does take that kind of moment where everybody sits down and they all agree this is this is who we are as a company and I think that is something that's hard to do sometimes like you know oh we have this product and it's cool and we know that people like it when they use it but what what is actually different about us so I think that's I mean when brands get that right those are the ones that stand out the most and with that you've led me perfectly to the question that I I wanted to ask you was literally about selling this in or selling this upwards so as you mentioned there getting everybody around the figurative table for imagine uh, and agree let's talk about the c-suite or senior leadership for example who aren't interested in building authority literally those types of people who stereotypically say did we sell more of the product x did we get more leads so none of this about authority what response would you give to somebody who really isn't interested in building their authority? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. It's kind of my favorite question because I feel like it's the most common thing ever in, in our industry to struggle with that part. Like we all know why this stuff matters, uh, you know, at least on a basic level. Uh, Implementation is the hard part, but even harder is just getting the buy-in to implement, right? Um I think one of the solutions is just literally not to even frame it with, with authority when you go with that high up. Like we know, like we can talk about it now. Authority is, a, is an aspect of it. Um, but you're absolutely right. We're drawing those conclusions. Like, yes, it is more intangible than other things. However, if you can get by into at least do like one post... Or, you know, I had a lot of people when I had the podcast and you were on, and that was awesome. Um, we, a lot of people came on and said, because I would ask them the same question. A lot of people said, just get buy-in for a trial. Call it a trial or a test. Okay. So you do that part and show like, listen, I'm talking about authority, but I'm actually talking about this is what it tangibly looks like. It looks like this post or it looks like this study that we did. And this is the result of that. And the results of that are what they're going to care about. So 
either you run the test or you pull it from a competitor that's doing something very similar. That's always the easiest way. If you can activate their jealousy that a competitor is doing something very similar. But then like you mentioned, how is this ranking? How is this driving links that are benefiting other parts of the site, right? Like tying it to the things that you know that person cares about is still going to be the most important thing. Um, the authority building is a, a vehicle to get to those places. It's only if you're trying to get buy-in for authority, if you know, you're doing it the more nebulous, like we just want to be well, more well-known. It's still good to tie those to something. If it's search, like I said, the keywords and the links work, but if it's something else, if it's branding, you know, again, pull the competitors. Like, do they have a founder who's all over the place and super well-respected? What is their brand search like? You want to pull all of whatever metrics you can to kind of prove, listen, we're not being talked about enough. We're not being linked to organically enough. Just naturally, people don't know who we are or they don't know that we're the answer to this question. So what can we do to become the go-to source? I don't know. Does that answer your question? <laughs> kind of went off on a few tangents. Literally, my brain is going 100 miles an hour here. Uh, sadly, we are coming towards the end of the podcast. However, I can't let you go without asking you uh, a couple more questions. Uh, this one's sort of off the cuff, really. So uh, recently, more and more people who are new to marketing, digital marketing in general, have reached out to me and told me that they've been listening to the podcast. So one question that I've been adding in to all of my guests is basically this let's say somebody brand new to the industry is listening to the almost 20 minutes of absolute knowledge bombs that you've shared today now their brain is full completely new to the industry this is a brand new topic to them where would you advise that they begin to approach this topic because there's so many different areas and facets you can sort of get into but for somebody brand new, Amanda, what would you recommend or where would you recommend that they start? Yeah, this is honestly, we talked about how one of the hardest things is getting buy-in. The second hardest thing is prioritization. <laughs> uh, so I totally understand. And if you feel that way, that is not an uncommon feeling. I feel that way every time I go to a conference. It's like, cool, that was a lot. Now what? I don't know how to follow up on all that. Um, I think the first thing you do is take a look at what you're already doing and say, which what applies here and what's already working and how can I keep doing that? That's always the easiest thing to do. And it's also just the most sensible thing to do. You're already identifying what works. You might as well invest a little more. Then if you want to try to explore more, like I mentioned the funnel, if you're like, okay, I am that person who hasn't really done any authority building outside of the bottom of the funnel, then take that moment to say, what do we, what can we uniquely offer what information can we put together that's going to be authoritative and useful to our audience and pick one thing, just start at one place. Like maybe there's a question you've always wanted to answer with a survey and you think that people are going to find it fascinating. Like try that and then don't get caught up in the million of other things. Don't start using like six new marketing channels just to, you know, get out there as much as you can. Pick that one thing that you think you're going to get buy-in for that people are going to be interested in. And use that as your stepping stone into all these other initiatives. Amazing. Much like everything that you've said in this episode and shared, this has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, I can't let you go, firstly, without thanking you for being an awesome guest, which I will do again before I press stop <laughs> recording. But most importantly, if anybody's listened to this, um, would love to find out more about you, connect with you or follow you. 
Uh, how can you do? How can I do that? Sure. So I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter the most. Definitely Twitter and love hate relationship over there. Uh, uh, Twitter I'm at Melanda M I L L A N D A. But please feel free to email me if you have follow up questions. You want to talk about any of this? I'm not kidding. I can talk about this all day. Uh, my email is amilligan at stacker.com. So shoot me an email. Say you you know heard me on the show and you had you wanted to follow up about something, and I'm happy to talk about it or DM me on Twitter or whatever it is. Uh, I'm happy to help. And thank you so much for having me. Truly. The guests can't see, but I'm doing a hand <laughs> thing. Honestly, this has been brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, I'll make sure to share your social handle and your email address in the show notes but that is pretty much it all that's left to say is this has been absolutely brilliant so much knowledge dropped in 20 minutes or so cannot thank you enough for being an absolutely awesome guest this way i shut up the final word on your episode goes to you so take it away well thank you azim you're wonderful thank you for everything that you do for the industry i just want to shout you out to end this episode and thank you all for listening So that was another great episode in the bag. I'm really enjoying hearing from some brilliant people in this industry. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow me on Spotify. Please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you are using. Tell a friend to tell a friend and hopefully see you for the next episode.